whether you're watching, listening or reading this, welcome back to the Runpreneur vlog where we're on a mission to raise £1 million for children's charities by run vlogging on consecutive days the distance of one lap around the world. It's a staggering 40,075 kilometres. It's going to take somewhere between 14 and 15 years to accomplish. Uh, so plenty of time to raise that epic fundraising target. I'm going to do a minimum of five kilometres every single day and I'll even do it barefoot style. Now, those of you who are regular to this vlog will know I, I vlog about my passions, which are entrepreneurship and running. And it is a beautiful day today. It's uh, very, very cold. Feels like minus one, but the sun is out and there's not too much breeze. So decent running conditions. And it is Tuesday Tactics today, where we talk about all things business systems and outsourcing. And today's topic is, is um, expansion in a sustainable way. And it was asked by one of our community group members, uh, Rajinda Madahar. So as always, if you like this episode, please give it a like and a subscribe, and let's get started. So, expansion in a sustainable way. Okay, I think people are pretty savvy now to the fact that with growth comes cost. Okay, that's usually inevitable. Um, you don't have to grow through growth though, you can actually grow through profitability, which can be reducing your overheads or streamlining efficiencies in your business. But for today's episode, we're gonna be talking about growth and expansion, okay? So, and the costs associated with that and how you do it in a sustainable way. Well, the first thing I would always say is the, the three things that it always comes back to, to grow and scale a business, is number one, systems and processes. Business are built on systems and processes. So that's number one that we need to have in place. Number two is people, okay? No matter how hard you try and automate and create, create a, a highly systemized model, you will need manpower at some capacity in your business. So people are an integral part of the plan. And number three is data, okay? Management by numbers. And in this scenario, we're going to be talking more about number three in the list. Okay, so what do we mean here? Well, when I'm growing as a business, right, I, I have to have the data which I make decisions based on. So I'm making informed decisions based on, on forecasts and, and figures. And we're gonna talk a bit about lead and lag indicators here. So stuff which is, you know, um, historical information, which is, which is generally a lag indicator. So profit and loss, how much profit you make, X, that was made in the last month. That's a lag indicator because it lags behind time, okay? So it might, it might be other things like how much revenue you generated could be a lag indicator. But we we're gonna focus on lap, um, sorry, um, lead indicators as well, which is how we forecast for what's likely to happen in the future or how are we gonna stay on track to hitting targets that maybe are, you know, that we may monitor based on a lag indicator, but our lead indicators are gonna tell us whether we're on track to achieving our targets. Okay, so we're going to talk about lead and lag indicators today. And uh, the, the, lead, the lead indicators I generally took from one of my other marketing heroes, Daniel Priestley, and he talks about a model called LAPS. Now we'll go into, into detail on that uh, shortly. But firstly, I have a very simplistic 
business kind of justification or growth calculator that I put together. It's really, really easy to use. Uh, I may give this all out as a, as a freebie in the future. So Sam, when you're editing this video, just add a task for me on my dashboard to um, set up my business justification cal calculator as a, uh, as a freebie. Uh, the joys of live content creation. But anyway, so what I do is basically, I start with what do I want, personally, as a, as from a selfish perspective. But what is the amount of money I want to earn from this, from this proposition? Now, be realistic. You're not going to go from zero to starting a new business saying, I want 25 grand a month. Okay, it's probably not realistic. So start with something sensible, maybe the first milestone, and you want to look at it as the first milestone. Okay, because once you've reached that milestone, you will tweak and iterate it and look at the next milestone. And the next, so you can adjust these figures moving forward. But what's the first milestone? So it might be, you know what, I want £2,000 a month income out of this. Okay, so then the calculator will work out what that means on an annual basis. So in this example, it's £24,000. You then factor in a tax percentage. So how much are you going to pay through corporation tax if it's a business or personal tax as you or a combination of both? Okay, so it's probably going to be somewhere between 20 and 30 percent to begin with, depending on your level of tax efficiency. But again, as you get more experienced in this, you can lower the percentage that you give away to the dreaded tax man. But you have to do it, and tax, I look at it as a positive thing. You only pay tax when you make a profit, so that's always a, a positive way of looking at tax. So you punch in your percentage figure. So you should know that, it's pretty personal to you. The next thing you do is how many partners have you got? Okay, if it's just you, just put number one. If it's two, three partners, put that in there. And it will basically, the calculator will add the tax allocation to the, to, the, to the annual revenue figure. It will then times it by the number of partners you've got, because ultimately, if you're getting X, then your partners need to get the same. That's how it works, unfortunately, with, with partnerships. Not unfortunately, because sharing the load, sharing the work, it's only fair that you share the reward. So, number of partners in place. Once you have that figure, you're then, the figure's going up and up and up, by the way, annual revenue, and now you're looking at what is your overheads for the month. Okay, now you should know this. If it's a, if it's a new business, you should know roughly what it's gonna cost. So, it might be relatively low, but you punch in your monthly overhead figure. And what I would suggest here is, but you know, don't split your overheads into, into fixed and variable or indirect and direct costs. Just put them all in here. I'll, I'll talk about a little caveat in a second when we get to the next section. But what is the monthly overhead? What's it cost you to run this business on a monthly basis? Put that monthly figure in there, and again, it'll annualise it and add it to your revenue total. The next question is, is how many, um, is what's the average sales price or profit of the product or service you're selling? Now, we only use profit when there is an obvious cost of sale, okay? So in this example, it would be, I'm making some, I don't know, some, some wooden shelves. So a cost of sale would be the cost of the wood. So you'd factor that into that calculation to give the profit figure. If it's something like we sell a property deal, okay, yeah, there is some cost of sale associated with sourcing it and all that side of things, but it's quite difficult to measure. So we've just lumped our wage bill and all that side of things into the overheads figure. So we're not going to worry about that. And we're just going to put what the sales price is, which is 5,000 pounds. Okay, so once you've got, hopefully that made sense. If it's an obvious cost of sale, work off the profit. If it's not an obvious cost of sale, just put the average selling price, okay? And then roll up your, the, the cost of sale into the overheads, okay? So, but don't do both, because uh, obviously you'll be double accounting. 
So really, really should be quite simple to do. And then the calculator will then work out how many units or products you need to sell to achieve that annual target that you've set yourself, okay? It will then work it out automatically what you need to do on a monthly basis and also on a weekly basis. Okay, so you're starting to get real crystal clear, morning, really crystal clear um, kind of figures now on what you need to achieve to meet those targets that you've set yourself as a business from day one. Okay, so I'll come on to the expansion part in a second. Morning. So um, once you've got those figures there, the next thing you're going to do is apply the LAPS process. So LAPS is something that Daniel Priestley created. I believe he created them because that's where I got them from. And it stands for leads, appointments, presentations, sales. Okay, and the idea is that's the process you go through. Now, you might need to tweak and iterate it somewhat depending on what business you have. But ultimately, the, mo the sales model is generally the same, right? You need to generate however many leads, okay? From those leads, you either need them to, to opt in to something or you need them to book a sales call, okay? So, so there's, there's obviously A is appointments. So how many opt-ins or appointments do you need? Presentations is how many actual presentations do you have to give? If someone's opted in, you know, that's the sales video that you might be doing if it's an automated funnel. But if it's a, a sales call basis, how many have they booked? How many sales calls have actually occurred, okay? So that's the presentation side of things. And then how many, how many resultant sales comes from that process? Now, generally speaking, you want to use, if you don't know what the conversion rates are, because what you're gonna do, you're gonna punch in the conversion rates from, from um, lead to appointment, what's the conversion rate? From appointment to presentation, what's the conversion rate? From presentation to sale, what's the conversion rate? If you don't know what they are, think of the 80-20 rule and add another 20, <laughs> so I remember anyway, if you don't know. So put 20% conversion from leads to appointments, 80% from appointments to presentations, and 20% from presentation to sales, okay? Put those figures in. If you know them and you've got data that backs it up, put your own bespoke figures in. It will then give you a calculation of how many leads you need to generate, uh, you know, that results in the number of target sales that you've set, okay? Based on those conversion rates. So you have your targets for your team. It's really, really cool, okay? And um, you can tweak and iterate these figures because the calculator will automatically adjust when you adjust conversion rates, figures, etc. So it's, a, it's pretty cool. But what you're then gonna do is, if you, the other caveat here is, you would always add an, an advertising budget if you're running paid advertising. Normally though, when people start, they normally start with organic advertising, so that wouldn't be applicable. But if you're scaling up to a massive basis and you need to get the, the significant number of leads, then you're gonna have to look at paid advertising to kind of generate those. When you get to that level, you need to work out how much it costs for you to get a lead. Again, if you're not sure, I'd use a, a standard metric of 10 pounds per lead, okay? so. You can then put a, a calculation, 10, 10 pounds times however many leads, tells you what your advertising budget is for the whole year. Okay, so you can lump that onto the figures at the top, and again, it will add it to the revenue figure that you need to generate, so it'll increase the number of leads you need to create, but you've then got an ad budget included in the process. We don't do a lot of paid advertising, so I don't use this at the moment, but if we scale up, it'll be something that we'll be adding to the, the formula. Okay, so really, really important you understand that, but it won't be for generally for new startups. Okay, so when you've got that, we're then talking about expansion. Well, expansion 
comes cost, okay, generally. So you might have increased overhead. You might need to buy some more software. You might need to buy some more resources. You might need to take on some more staff. Okay, so what does that look like? So it might be an extra couple of grand a month. Okay, so change your overhead figure to two grand and see what it resultant impact is on the figures, okay? And you can then set that into the calculator and before you bring in that extra resource or that extra staff member or that extra piece of software, you build yourself up from the level you're at to the additional sales revenue before you can justify bringing that person in. Okay, so, so there's a bit of hustle there that has to be taken into account, but it means that you're expanding sustainably and it's not taking a, a massive impact on your take home because ultimately most people will generally create a business to make, to make it some form of financial viability is in you need to be paid uh, to do it, to make it viable for you. Um, there obviously are lots of other reasons to start a business, but that's normally a, a fairly basic necessity to be paid when you start your own business. So by doing it this way, you're letting the figures drive your decisions and letting the figures justify when you can afford to make that decision. And all you're doing is you're tweaking your budgets based on what you're going to be doing. So when you're going to do a marketing campaign, if you need to increase your leads and you need to do an advertising budget, you can incorporate that into the mix, okay? And, and you can uh, increase your, your figures based on that and it will tell you what you need to achieve in terms of sales. So that is how I expand and it's how I use numbers to justify my decision. As always, if you want to drop me a message, um, I will respond to every, every comment on this, but um, especially if you want a copy of my calculator, drop me a message and I'll, I will look to get that out to you as quickly as I can, because it is game changing when it comes to analysing new opportunities and how to expand existing ones. So um, that's pretty much it for me today. Uh, if there's a bigger question you've got, I'll do a separate blog episode and tag you in. Do check out the links in my bios where you can watch, listen or read my content. Um, where it's done, I've got a YouTube channel, um, pod, podcast and blog, and it's all catalogued nice and neatly by topic, so it should be easy to find relevant information to you. But most importantly, you can keep on updated on my challenge, which is to raise £1 million for children's charities by run blogging the distance of one lap around the world. So, all that's left to say is my content has always been geared around helping people overcome the emotions of stress, overwhelm and anxiety by using exercise as a release mechanism and or in my case running and you know we do this by having you know being an ability to clear your head of these daily weekly pressures in the form of stress so how do we clear them you know I use running to do this we clear my head I process what's gone on I gain clarity on where I am I'm refocused and I move on if I don't have that process in place it's like pressure that builds in a pipe and uh, the pressure builds and builds the stresses grow and grow you haven't cleared your head, you then become overwhelmed with what's going on, you then have entrepreneurial kind of seizure, or you seize and procrastinate, and before you know it, uh, that overwhelm turns into anxiety and panic. And then you start to creep into the, the dark places of mental health challenges, which clearly you want to avoid. And uh, you know, if we use the analogy of the pressure in a pipe, we don't release the pressure, the pipe will burst. And in most instances, that's you will have a breakdown, or your business will have a breakdown. Now. There's no coincidence, okay, that I've made more progress in the last 10 months of, of doing this running vlog, which is my release mechanism, than I have in the previous four years. Um, and, you know, so there's a lot of social proof to show you that stuff works. And I have been into the darkest depths because I've lost businesses because of these exact issues. I've lost business partners 
and I've almost been bankrupt. And like I say, it's an extremely dark place. And my pledge to you is that if you are somebody struggling with this, okay, just reach out, drop me a message, okay? There's no catch here. There's no sale involved with this, uh, with this vlog. It's all about value giving and fundraising. So there's no catch involved. Um, and we'll jump on a call and I'll give you some hints and tips that have worked wonders for my life that I know are transferable to yours. And I know this because we've helped so many entrepreneurs already and people in general, and we've made some really positive differences to their lives. And I always said that if this blog just helps one person or saves one business, it's been a million percent worthwhile. So the help is there. Don't be stubborn. It's often easier to ask a stranger than nearest and dearest. And it's often free. You just have to be prepared to ask. So uh, the offer is there, the offer branch is there if you need it. So that's all for me today. As always, if you like this episode, give it a like, comment and a subscribe. Check out links in my bios to see similar content and also keep updated on the challenge. And all that's left to say is stay positive, stay happy, and I'll see you tomorrow.